A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. This is the fifth part of our 12-part series evaluating the Dolphins roster, what happened in 2017, and what we know so far about how the roster may shape up in 2018 as well. We're taking a look at the tight end position, one that was, quite frankly, a disaster in every way last year. I mean, the Dolphins spent a lot of money bringing Julius Thomas in, uh, had the relationship with Adam Gase back from uh, their time together with the Denver Broncos, where he caught 24 touchdowns in two years with Peyton Manning throwing on the ball. This past year, not even 400 yards receiving from Julius Thomas. Uh, it's at points throughout the season looked lost as well, or not even involved in the game plan. Not to mention the Dolphins did pick up Anthony Fasano. Wasn't quite the problem on the offense or wasn't quite the ripoff Julius Thomas was, but was he worth three, three and a half million a year? Probably not. And then you had Marquise Gray stashing on the bench. So, Paul, uh, I think it's safe to say at this point Julius Thomas is not going to be back next year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he won't be. I think he's going to be a cap casualty as the Dolphins look to clear some cap space this offseason, and he's a pretty obvious candidate for that. Uh, In addition to that, I know the rumors are Anthony Fasano is leaning towards retirement, which is kind of sad to see because he he is a player that I like. He he doesn't get the credit he deserves. I mean, at least he was able to fill a semi-functional role in the offense. I was a little surprised. I know you mentioned Marquise Gray that he didn't sniff the field after showing some special things the previous season. But maybe that was a chemistry with Tannehill thing as well. I mean, it's it's pretty sad to say that towards the end of the season, you've got those three guys on the roster and A.J. Derby's in stealing snaps from them and looking almost like the best tight end we had all year, even though he was just playing average to mediocre. So I, I can't help but think that this is a position that Miami's going to be overhauling this offseason. Marquise Gray will probably stay. Everybody else is... Russian roulette, essentially, at this point. One of the things I'd like to see Miami do is draft a good young tight end. And I know one of the guys that you and I have talked about a little bit offline, and I know you've got a couple others that you like, is Dallas Godare out of uh, South Dakota State. I mean, this kid, his last two seasons, he's got 2,300-plus receiving yards over the two seasons. He's got 160-plus catches. And you watch this kid and the catches that he makes and the way that he fights for the ball – 
the way that he steals those one-handed catches, the tough ways that he's able to break tackles and progress plays. And getting a player like that could negate some of the hurt, like we talked about in our previous episode, from possibly losing Jarvis Landry, who's been essentially running tight end routes most of the last two years. So really getting a catch machine like that would be a good thing for this offense and giving Tannehill a weapon is never a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I look at the Dolphins' tight end spot heading in 2018. The only thing I, I do not want them to do is go get another broken-down tight end again. I mean, I've loved Tyler Eifert at certain points, but, uh, you know, a, a guy who hasn't been able to stay on the field. You know, the the Dolphins with Julius Thomas and Jordan Cameron over the last couple of years, it's an emblem of how they've done it all wrong in free agency. They just think, if only this guy can stay healthy. If only this guy can block a little bit better. Well, they've never been able to block, and they've never been able to stay healthy. That's the type of player you expected them to be. So I'm glad Julius Thomas will be a casualty. Yeah, if, if Fasano wanted to come back for another year for you know a million or two, I'd probably be fine with that. I think people in the locker room do look up to him, and he, he is still one of the better blocking tight ends in the league. Going back to the – the draft, and we're going to get into all this here in the upcoming weeks. You mentioned Dallas Goddard uh, from uh, North Dakota State. Uh, I like Mark Andrews uh, for the tight end from Oklahoma. I've watched him play a lot. Seems like he's got a lot of Travis Kelsey in him, somebody that can line out wide and use his size and use his long arms to really get down the field. Drops very few passes. You've also got like Hayden Hurst from South South Carolina. A lot of other players, too. It's a pretty deep year here with the draft. I hope they go the younger route here. So, But Marquise Gray as a player got on the field more toward the end of the year. I was impressed with what I saw from him in 2016. So there are a lot of different options, a lot of different ways the Dolphins can go. But please, please don't go the free agency route again. Yeah, a couple of the other guys that are going to be out there and Jimmy Graham's one of them that's out there, and I know people are going to salivate over as if we're playing Madden 2010. But Jimmy Graham is not the same player he once was, and he's going to command a salary that I'm just tired of Miami overpaying for some of these broken-down tight ends that are past their prime. They need to get somebody in here, get them on a rookie deal, preferably somewhere in the second through the fourth round, to come in and be an additional mismatch weapon against opposing defenses. If they're able to do that, maybe Fasano stays for another year and, and really fills that blocking role at tight end with the occasional catch or two. They're in pretty good shape on offense heading into next season. Yeah, Say that Fasano comes back, or say he does or doesn't. I mean, if you've got Marquise Gray, Anthony Fasano, and A.J. Derby, I'm not saying that's a great tight end unit. But I also am of the belief, too, that you don't have to be an A-plus at this position. If you can line up players who are going to help with blocking and just get out in the flat and catch a couple passes, I think I'm okay with that. And then if a player like Godare or Andrews is available in the second round and you look at them and say, you know what, this guy could really be a star player, make an immediate impact and, and potentially compete for some Pro Bowls, a few years later, I, I think that's the better route to go. And with the Dolphins in the second and third round, it seems like that's going to be the sweet spot for tight ends, 
for interior linemen. The Dolphins may be able to pick up a starter, an immediate starter, rookie in those rounds. Completely agree. It's a lot of the guys we've talked about just on this episode and touched on briefly are are really graded in that two to four range, possibly two to three range. So, yeah, there's there's a lot Miami can do to easily improve the position without really impacting the cap in a negative way. So there's a lot to shake out with this position, and I know we're going to be talking about this position a lot this offseason, given the fact that Julius Thomas is expected to to be released, given the fact that Anthony Vizzano is probably going to retire. And that leaves us with just Marquise Gray, who I do like, A.J. Derby, and Thomas Duarte, which kind of tells you Miami's probably going to do something at the position. I don't see Mike Tannenbaum sitting there and going, yeah, that looks good. I'm not going to touch that. Totally agree. And we're going to talk about a lot more draft picks, a lot more free agents here in the upcoming months. That'll do it for our wrap-up at the tight end position. You're listening to Cat and Paul Pickett on the Fin side. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the Fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the Fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the Fin Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.